Hey guys, hope you're doing good. Um, just before we go ahead and roll today's episode, I just wanted to let you know uh, in two weeks from now, September 26, I'm going to be hosting a free webinar all around the top three ways for us to market our washing businesses without spending a dime on paid ads. And so we're going to deep dive how do we market our businesses online. Uh, and I'm going to show you strategies that we're using at my company, uh, Revive Services. You guys have been listening to me for a while now. I'm not a huge fan of paid ads, but I am a fan of building your brand online cost effectively. So I'm going to show you the top three ways that I do that. Uh, we're also going to have a couple of our coaches on a panel as well uh, on that webinar. So totally free. You can swipe down here uh, or go to homeservicebusiness.com slash webinar uh, and you can get signed up for free. Uh, we're going to have a whole bunch of people on that. So going to be tons of value. Look forward to seeing you on that one. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. To make this video a little bit more for those of you getting your business started up and just wanted to touch on a few points that can help you. And so when you get your business going, like there's a number of initial hoops that you're going to need to jump through. And because I've been in it for seven years now, I think sometimes I lose sight of like all those initial things that I originally went through. Uh, and so for me, it was like a big one first of just market research and actually got a number of quotes in the area to actually see like what the heck are people charging for window for gutter cleaning? Like I had no idea, right? I had a painting business before. Uh, and so, you know, I thought, oh, it's pretty similar, just transfer over. But there's actually like quite a few differences from the two business models, uh, which I've made some content on. And so I initially got some quotes together, wanted to see kind of what people are charging, what things look like. Uh, and then I really got busy going on branding. Like I really deep dove on what name I wanna have, what logo I wanna have. I worked with a designer to build out the logo. I chose the word revive because it literally means to bring life to. Uh, and I tied that into my business model for giving 3% of our revenue we give to clean water projects in Cambodia. And so, you know, because water is life, I chose revive because we want to bring life to people. And by bringing water, we can bring life to people. So everything was like fully encapsulated, but it took me like a few months to really think that through and build that out. Uh, you know, my initial logos, I kind of laugh at them looking back at them because it's just like, it was so uh, not what it is today, right? And so got busy going on the brand, right? And then uh, I was starting up uh, kind of early in like Q1. So it was like January, February, March. And so really got busy with getting uh, door hangers designed, right? I had a simple door hanger design with our services and then uh, literally just got to work door knocking. Um, didn't feel like weird for me because I had run a student painting business before and scaled up where we're doing in our last summer, we did like $300,000 in revenue in a summer. 
uh, you know, painting a whole bunch of houses and how we got, I'd say 60 to 70% of those was from door knocking. And so I really learned that skill. So I just went back to what I knew, which was knocking on doors, talking to clients. Hey, I'm Dave with Revive. Uh, we're offering free quotes for window cleaning, gutter cleaning. Can I help you out at all? You know, pointing out to sometimes their dirty gutters or, you know, their windows. And then we got that really going. Uh, and I was able to kind of get the initial ball rolling with getting some momentum with marketing, right? And getting some leads coming in. And then we had an upcoming home show, right? In May, I believe. And so, you know, I got like some sweet pop-up signs for that. Uh, and I ended up booking a booth there. Uh, we got a really good booth location and that's where, you know, we we're able to meet a ton of people from the community and we gave out this might be a little ninja hack for you, but we gave out little $50 coupons that said, hey, give us a phone call, uh, $50 off whatever job you have kind of thing. So we booked up work um, that way as well. Uh, and also during this time, I was like, man, we're gonna need something to like produce these jobs too. And so I had to go out, I got like a Chevy Astro, right? And you've seen this picture of me with like my Ryobi pressure washer, like no idea what I'm doing, but I knew that I needed like some basic equipment to get going. And so I got like an Astro van uh, and I spent like a thousand dollars to get like some basic like decals on it. Uh, got the Ryobi pressure washer, uh, also invested in like a water fed pole setup, uh, which was like about a thousand bucks at the time with like a, a DI uh, purifier water tank uh, and was just cleaning gutters still by hand. And so it's just like a really simple, scrappy startup, right? Then I booked in my sister, she has a photography business, so she took a bunch of brand photos from me, like cleaning a window, cleaning a gutter, like smiling with my laptop, with my phone. Like I, you can see like I knew how important branding was like from the start and so got that going. And then I was booking up my schedule two, three, four weeks out and so I actually went to our local college campus and I got like a table set up uh, and I did recruiting on campus there, right? And I met, as students there and ended up hiring one of them and brought them out with me and paid them like 18 bucks an hour, taught them how to clean. And this coincided nicely with their season. They are finished schooling by like mid late April. So that was a perfect transition for me to have them come in, get them trained up early through May. And then once I had that crew going in May, that's where I was like, cool, now I just need to keep them busy. And so I was booking more work, booking more work. And I was still like running my painting business at the time, by the way, too. So um, yeah, lots went into it. I, I don't want you to look at my story and be like, oh, I get it, because you had a painting business, like you already knew exactly what to do. It's like, you don't know what you're doing. You just take action anyways, and you go and get after it. And that's what causes the business to grow, is just like momentum creates more momentum and just putting one foot in front of the other is what's gonna get it going. And so, you know, I'll, I'll deep dive more into my story, but I, I don't want this video, this piece of content to be just about my story. I really want it to be really about you and just like how much stuff there is initially with getting your business going. If you're listening to this and you've been in business for three years, four years, like you've already went through a lot of these, which is great and I think it's cool to just press pause and like reflect on how far you've come from. Cause like you need uniforms, you need insurance, you need marketing materials, you need uh, to get a vehicle set up, you need to get that thing wrapped. How do you talk to customers? What's your prices? Like there's so many things initially to dial in which are, are so important. You need to look back and give yourself a bit of credit for that. And honestly, like that's why we don't specialize in coaching real beginner businesses because there are so many 
initial things that you just need to jump through and figure out for yourself. And for us, what we found is we first let that business owner get to 50,000, 75,000, maybe $100,000 in sales. And that's where they figure out, they hit a ceiling and they're like, man, I'm now like running on a hamster wheel. I have 176 clients. Uh, I have one part-time helper who like I know from like my baseball team. Um, but other than that, like how do you actually go get more crews and more teams? And when do you hire a production manager? And like, what does your office manager do? And how do they actually book work? And what's like a position agreement for them? Uh, and how do you actually go and network local companies? How do you build out like a full on marketing budget for your company? Uh, and again, like most important question, how do I make money at the end of the day, right? How does the business owner actually get paid from this all? And so that's the type of stuff like I really love diving into with a lot of our members and our coaches do as well is like when you hit, so when you start to hit your ceiling and you need help, those are fun people to work with because you know when you're a beginner, um, there's there's a lot of information on like YouTube and Facebook that you can initially get to get your business going. Um, but just make sure that if you're in year two, three, four, five, you're not still like feasting in these Facebook groups. In my opinion, like they're great for newbie beginners. But I always tie it back to like you know we we tell our children right if they want to go to school and be a heart surgeon, they're not just gonna go on YouTube, right? And look at uh, how do I become a heart surgeon? And like, oh, cool, I'm a heart surgeon. But you know, if you think about it, why do we do that in business? And we're like, oh, we can just go on YouTube and figure out how to run a business. It's like running a business is complex as is running heart surgery, right? There's so many moving parts that if you don't learn from somebody who's already done it before, um, you're gonna kind of like lose time in your journey. And that's one thing when I look back, like I don't regret my journey at all, but when I do look back at it, I waited a number of years to really get help and get a mentor. And so I kind of like just sat in this zone where like my revenue didn't jump year over year. And we kind of wasted like a year and a little bit, I would say, just cause I was really had a strong pull to like sitting in the office when we were around like 100, 150K. Um, but you do, part of growing your business is, is walking in the land of being uncomfortable and firing yourself every step of the way, right? Just because you're a sweet technician or a sweet office manager doesn't mean you know how to run production or be the operations manager of your company. Like each level has its own new sets of skills that you need to learn. And like what got you to the one level is not gonna take you to the next level, right? What got me to 89 grand, like door knocking, like buying cheap stuff, hustle, scrappy, it's not the same skill set that I use now to lead my organization where I've got an office manager, I've got an operations manager, I've got a number of crews, uh, and that's just in my one company. Now I have three companies going on. And so like what got you here won't get you there. And so I just wanted to make this piece of content for you to look inwardly and be like, man, have I been spinning my wheels? Have I been stuck at a certain revenue point? Does last year look strangely similar to this year, right? It's like the, these, we call them old school contractors, right? In our area, they'll be like, oh, I've been in business for 20 years. We're like, you've been in business for one year. You've actually just repeated that one year 20 times over. Uh, and it's a real sad reality for a lot of contractors. And so, want this to encourage you. I did not start with this huge bank of knowledge or a ton of money. I just got after it and got to work. Uh, and I want you today 
for this exercise to literally look inwardly, maybe even write it down, like give yourself a bit of credit for all the things that you have lined up to go uh, and build and take you know courage to go and get this business going. So um, you should find a lot of pride in, in the fact you've taken um, you push into your fear to go get this business started. Uh, and if you do find yourself stuck at a certain point, you're like, man, how do I push through that? Literally jump on a call with me and my team. We can show you how we've now helped over a hundred home service business owners build simple systems to get themselves free from their business. I know all the struggles that you are going through because I've been there myself. I've been fighting this fight for 14 years uh, and it's not an easy one. And so it's a totally free call. You can get on with us. We'll show you the back end of our program, exactly what you do and see if it's uh, a good fit for you. So you can go ahead, check that out at the link below. Uh, but thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening on the podcast. And I hope that you saw some encouragement uh, in today's, uh, uh, today's piece of content. Uh, and I wish you well this next week. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.